2: Welcome to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, and the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, which inspired this podcast to be created. Alongside, as always, is my friend and producer of the program, Lisa Gortz. Hi, Lisa.
0: Hey, Mitch. How are you doing today?
2: Doing okay now that uh, masks are off and we're allowed to uh, function at least somewhat normally, although I do find it's it's funny, like everybody's going around outside like yeah yeah it's new freedom we have our masks off this is great and then as soon as they go into a place they put the mask back on <laughs> it's like yeah so far I know. It's, even though you're at least here in michigan like as by the cdc guidelines you're allowed to go into places now inside places now without wearing a mask as long as the mm. place allows it and there's more Mm-mm. and more places that that allow it but Mm-mm. people are still putting it on you know they're just
0: I don't like it. I don't like it. No, nope. I was I was at breakfast this morning and I asked the lady if we could sit like in our own corner away from all humans so I didn't have to breathe other human air. Uh, and so we had our great corner and then this like must've been a daughter and her grandfather or something came in. No masks on as they entered the restaurant and I was judging them up and down. Well, you're I gonna was, have
2: to let that go. Was, <laughs> let that go, uh-huh. young lady.
0: Uh-uh, I can't yet. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. I'm a uh-huh. masker.
2: Mm. Well, it's a <laughs> good like thing this, mask. this show uh, doesn't require masks, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're we're talking today uh, about something that sadly is a reality uh, for more and more people. It's a reality as you get older, and it just happened to happen to me last week, and it was something that I talked about with Maury many times as we visited while he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease, and... It really had in perspective what really matters and what didn't. And he was wise enough to sort of advise me on this, but you know, sometimes you remember the advice and sometimes you don't. So, what am I speaking about? Uh, without getting too personal and in the interest of protecting the person's uh, privacy with regard to it. So, there was someone who I knew for many years. Uh, many years we worked together, um, at least almost 30. And wow. we were, I would say we were friends. We never did anything really socially together unless we happened to be at the same place for work and travel, in, in which case we might have a meal together. But it's not like he came over the house. We lived in different parts of the country, things like that. But I knew him for a long time. And then uh, our, our work together kind of ended. And uh, because without the work and we didn't live in the same part of the world or anything, we just sort of drifted apart and you know there was a little bit of a disagreement over something i wouldn't call it major or anything like that but it was one of those things i ah, will get around to fixing later you know and meanwhile it just sort of kept us i think from from really having much much contact with one another and then uh, i got a call last week from a mutual friend said i don't know if you know this but our friend is uh is in the last days of uh terminal cancer battle and Mm. isn't even responsive anymore so Mm. even the opportunity to make a call and say something hear his voice hear my voice that type of thing was gone the Mm. and and within a couple of days so was he and he passed away and it's been haunting me for this past week um because, in the back of my head, over the last four or five years, I—I I had a feeling like, "Hey, you know, this person's the old—he was older than I was—and better make sure you touch base with him because something could happen. He's of that age where you get that call, and I didn't do anything about it, and and mm. so it bothers me even more because I was aware that this could happen. You know, when I was younger, this happened a couple times when I was younger, you don't think in your, it's not in your wheelhouse when you're younger to be thinking about, hey, you know, this is the age now when people get those medical calls or people find out they go in for a checkup and they find out they discover something, next thing you know, they're in serious medical trouble. These are the years you need to stay abreast, you need to keep up. And, I didn't know that back then, and I got caught by surprise, but I do know it now. I'm smart enough to know it now. I think all of us are smart enough to know it now who are similar in age. I would say if you're over if you're over 45, certainly if you're over 50, you have to be aware of the fact that things happen to people. Um, I'm not just mm-hmm. talking about tragedies like car crashes. Things happen, health things happen, and, and so you need to be aware of how much time is passing. And that's what I want to talk about here today. We we just don't know how much time passes without contact until somebody says to us, "When was the last time you spoke to Sally?" Oh geez, Sally, God, it's got to be like I saw her at Jim's wedding, and that was uh, man. Can that be? Can that be nine years ago? Does that sound like a familiar conversation? Insert uh, different always. names: Jim, Sue, whoever always. it is. Now, can that be nine? No, no way. I, 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 I have to have seen him more recently than that. No, you know, God, it's nine years. It's been nine. How could someone who matters to you be gone from even a conversation for yeah. nine years, and you don't realize it until someone else brings it up? Yeah, yeah. This is what I call the the timing of. Convenient forgetfulness to lofty title the timing of convenient forgetfulness it doesn't move at the same time as we do, for example, for us if we haven't eaten in four or five hours we're quite aware of it man i'm hungry i haven't eaten yes. it was like two <laughs> o'clock when I ate it's seven o'clock now I need to eat right now that's daily Mm-mm. right mm-hmm. if we have gone. X amount of time without having talked to our fill in the blank accountant, broker, yes. agent. Uh, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know, it's it's been it's been uh, two months. I haven't heard from my accountant. You know, he's supposed to be keeping me abreast of things. It's been two months. I haven't heard from my agent. He's supposed to be telling me what's going on in my in my life. It's been two months since I haven't heard from this person or that person. They're supposed to keep up with it. that timing. We have we have that internal clock. If you have children, it's been four days. My son hasn't called me. It's been a week since my Mm -hmm. daughter called me. (laughs) She said she was going to call as soon as she came back from her trip. We have that timing, right? There's an Mm -hmm. internal clock. Even for doctors or dentists or people that we see on an annual basis, Oh, I'm due for my physical. I know June's the month I get my physical. I haven't heard from their office yet. How come they haven't called me and told me to schedule the physical? It's already May. I know I get my physical in June. Why haven't they called me yet? The timing of convenient forgetfulness. So who falls in the category of convenient forgetfulness? Sadly, it's people who don't, let's be frank, let's really be honest, the people who don't do something for us. So the doctor... The accountant, the agent. These people all have purpose in our lives. We are looking forward to their input because it's part of our advancement, our health, our money, or whatever, our opportunities, our work, uh, our well, kids. they help
0: keep your yeah, they help keep your life on track too. Right, right, which and is and, and you of have course, be
2: right. If you're interested in your own life, then. You're going to be interested in hearing from them. Our our kids, obviously, you know, we have a even those who are not as sensitive amongst us as others. Still, for the immediate family, we're aware of how often we talk to one another. We're in each other's orbit all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But the people who have meant something to us along the way, but maybe we've lost touch with, there is no clock on them. Mm. A month can go by, six months can go by, a year can go by, or as we said before, can it really be? Jim's wedding was in two thousand eleven. That's nine years. No way. That's that's how much time goes by, and why? Because they're not doing something for us, they're not helping us in some way. So it's convenient forgetting. It's like, well, I didn't have any reason to remember to call them right now, so the time just flew by. The time just flew by. I told you the story on previous podcasts about a friend of Maury's named Norman, who he was very close with, Mm. and then they had a bit of a spat, and Norman had moved away, and they got into this argument that never really resolved. And the handful of times that they had tried to resolve, they didn't, and then they lost touch, and then Maury found out that he had died from cancer. Listen to him, relate this, and hear the emotion in his voice.
1: I met him a couple of times, and he made a gesture to try to reconcile, and I didn't accept it, because he never tried to explain it, or never tried to say why. And then, not so long ago, he died of cancer, and now I feel so sad that I did not go to see him and try to reconcile. So indeed, it's very important to get out of that stupid kind of hurt position where somebody disappointed you, so you give up. It pains me greatly. But there's nothing to do about it.
2: Now, as sad as that story was, and every sentence of it is sad, To me, the saddest sentence in that little clip was there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. There's nothing Mm -hmm. I can do about it. It's one thing to say, oh, I feel so bad. It's been so much time. I feel so bad. I haven't called. I feel so bad. You can still make the call. You can still get in touch. But when it's too late, when that sentence comes, there's nothing I can do about it. Now the burden, the heavy weight, of not having been the friend that you wanted to be, not having been the relative that you wanted Mm -hmm. to be, not having been the confidant or the buddy that you thought you were or wanted to be, now you are stuck with that weight. There is nothing that you can do about it. And that's how I kind of feel now, is, is that no matter what I say or feel or whatever I I can't go back and recreate that time. And, That's tough. Yeah, and I, I, I knew something like this could happen. The age was right. The the, the, the personality type was right. I could, just, I could just foresee. I kind of envisioned something medical is going to happen, you know, and uh, you're going to wish that you had been in constant contact. And as Maury said, there's nothing I can do about it. It's, it's heartbreaking, but it's my fault. You've had experiences like this too, Lisa?
0: Yeah, I have. And um, I had one that was sort of like saved uh, by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, which was a weird thing. I had not really a falling out, but just sort of a kerfuffle with a friend of mine. And I, I hadn't spoken to him, let's say, I think it was July was the last time I had spoken to him of the year that this had happened. And then... One day on the way home from work, I just thought about him, and I said, I'm going to give him a call. And I called him on my way home from work. We spoke. We made a plan to see each other the following week. Um, While talking to him, I said, I'm so sorry we haven't talked in so long. You know, we had that little thing. And he's like, what little thing? It's no big deal. It's okay. It's fine. Next day, I'm out, and I get a text from somebody saying, did you hear that so-and-so died? And I saw a text from a post from me. They saw a post from me on his Facebook page, and it was the last post that was on there. Oh. And they said, I saw you were trying to reach him. And I said, Yeah, I ended up, t- I just talked to him yesterday. And I mean, again, it's the flip side of this where had that not happened to me, what are the chances that I hadn't spoken to him since July? and something inside me said to call him that day wow. i called him that day he died the next day that's insane a, it, to me
2: it was a sudden death there was heart attack a heart attack and so this is wasn't... not a
0: person who no and this is you not would a person who, a heart attack. who no uh, he was fit he was small he was not Like there was Mm. nothing about him that he's told me he was going to be going in for back surgery in January or neck surgery or something. So he did have some sort of um, issue or something happening with his back or neck, but it it isn't what contributed to his heart attack. But um, yeah, it just happened. And I kept thinking, thank you, Lord, for giving me whatever that signal was. To call him that day because I would have been where you were, which was I would have regretted it for the rest of my life, especially him because he was a it it was different in the sense of yours because he was a very close friend of mine and and we just fell away and it bothered me. And anyway, so we mended fences and at least for that brief phone call and we made plans to see each other the following week and um, and then he was gone, which was even more heartbreaking. Like all of it was horrifying to me, but. Wow. I, that taught me a really important lesson when you get that message from that little bird on your shoulder make yeah. the call absolutely
2: absolutely
0: and wow. if you have any like like if you have any outstanding business you know I have one friend she right. and I she broke she broke up with me we've talked about this before she broke up with me uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I've reached out several times she won't she never answers back. I don't even know, I have to be honest, I don't know what I did, nor has she told me. And I have mm. beat my head up against a wall trying to figure out what could be so horrible that you won't even answer me. Right. And she won't answer me. So if something happens to me, well, then that's on her. That's what my mother yeah. would say. You yeah,
2: know. Uh, sounds like your mom. Well, <laughs> you know, you've you've raised a, a lot of things in in, in in the things that you've just said. So first of all, I'm I'm so happy that you did get a hold of that one friend the day before. And that speaks to um, something that we should do all the time. And that is resetting the clock of the timing of convenient forgetfulness. Resetting Mm -hmm. the clock, but this time with an alarm on it. It's Mm -hmm. not that hard. Get a calendar. Get a list of the people that you are interested in staying in touch with. Make that list up. Take take an hour and just review your life and think about all the people who have mattered to you along the way who you're curious about or you consider friends, you know, former loved ones, uh, you know, maybe somebody you used to date or whatever but uh, you know oh. lost track of but still that still matters you know they still matter to mm-hmm. you make that long list then take the calendar and every 3 months or so if you prefer 4 or 5 if you prefer 2 but more than once a year mark down a, on the calendar on this day call Frank call Jill mm-hmm. call Sammy Call Loretta,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and make it the same as you make your car maintenance. This is always something that I, I use to try to get across to people uh, when they ask about you know well why aren't I doing this in my life or why aren't I paying more attention to this in my life and 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 I say well if you if it wasn't about your health if it wasn't about your state of mind if it wasn't about yeah. your mental piece but it was about your car people keep track of how many miles between their oil changes all the time right yeah oh i got i'm due for an oil change i'm on uh, three thousand miles another 100 miles i'm due for an oil change oh it's uh my birthday i've got to get the new registration for my car oh you know i haven't had the, i haven't had it in for service in uh, x amount of time when was the last time i put air in my tires on this car Jesus, i haven't checked it Boy, I haven't I haven't gone in for. Uh, I think the warranty is going to run off. I better check, you know, the carburetor and all this before it does. Boy, we need to get the windows fixed. Or that one's, you know, been broken. We have. The, we pay so much attention to taking care of our cars, and we put dates on the calendar, and you know, yeah, I got to remember in six months to get this this checked and that checked. Way more than we do our psyches, mm-hmm. our mental capacities, our our hearts. We don't put any kind of schedule on that people go years at a time well don't treat it like treat your relationships like you treat your car like you treat your doctor's appointments like you treat your uh haircuts i mean think about haircuts we never let ourselves go very long without getting a haircut (laughs) i've had personally the same haircut for the last 40 years OK, and for, for most of <laughs> most of those 40 years, I've had it cut by the same person. I went oh, from going goodness. to her salon, you know, for many years uh, where she cut and then she ended up quitting. She had kids and everything. And I said, well, I'm not looking for a new hair cutter. I mean, I'm used to this routine every two and a half, three weeks. You know, I come and get my hair cut. So she said, I, well, I can come to your house and do it. So now she comes to the house and cuts my hair and every three weeks or so I get my hair cut and I never wow. miss it. I never miss it. I'm, I'm always charting it. I'm always kind of aware of where I am <laughs> on it. I look in the mirror. I say, oh, you're about a week away from a haircut. You know, I look at my watch. I say a oh, calendar. And I say, oh, it's been two or three weeks from a haircut. Need to schedule another haircut. Now, why can I do that with a haircut? Something as insignificant as a haircut. But I can't put my old friends, my old acquaintance, whatever, on a similar type of schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you know why? They're, your friends aren't sitting on top of your head, first of all. That's that's a good... Um, in a certain metaphoric <laughs>
2: sense, they are.
0: Yeah, they are. They're in, the, also, they're in my head. Yeah, you know what? We always think that they're always going to be there. And that's the problem. You think they're always going to be around. And one day I'll give her a call and I'll tell her. Or one day I'll give them a call. Another very quick story. I had the same thing happen. When my mom died, I might have told this on the show before for another topic, but when my mom died, I went to my parents' house and my dad had all these boxes. And in one of the boxes, I found all these things from an ex boyfriend cards, all these faxes he used to send me. They were so romantic and like amazing, right? So I thought, geez, I haven't talked to him in years and I should just tell him what a good boyfriend he was. You know, like I felt like I just needed to explained to him that he had done well by me <laughs> you know in his life so i sent him an email I, i'm friends still with his sister and i sent him an email got his email got it all out he sent me it took him a while and i thought oh i, I you know maybe i shouldn't have reached out to him he's married he's got yeah. kids whatever um he wrote me back a really nice long email just kind and good wrapped it all up right in a nice little bow i'm not kidding you two months later he died in a plane crash
1: oh
2: my gosh
0: yeah he said you no. are
2: just a fountain I, of these stories I
0: thank god that you and i are in touch always because <laughs> don't ever fall out of touch with me mitch album wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know i am writing so, you
2: every other day <laughs>
0: I know. Wow. So he died in a plane crash. And I thought to myself, now, I mean, there was nothing left unsaid between us. Had he died, it wasn't like, I mean, it was very tragic. He had two young children and it was a sad story. He was from in Michigan. It was, a, it was kind of a big news story uh, right, at the
2: time. A, a, a plane, uh, like a commercial plane? A
0: small plane. No, a small plane. Um you had written like a, a story private, once about a, a friend of plane. mine who died on a uh, the Big North Northwest Northwestern plane. yeah huh Yeah Kurt Dobronsky. you wrote yeah. a story once about him but this was a different um this was a small plane that died with four people on board mm. and um that crashed with four people on board but um it was a very sad story and so again we didn't have unfinished business but the fact that I just happened to write right. him to tell him this stuff made me feel like I had some sort of completion that when he died, he knew that somewhere along his life, he was loved by somebody else, then right. he was a good dude, you know?
2: Right. Well, you're you're fortunate that you got to do that. And you said, as far as reasons why the people do it, well, they're not in front of us to remind us. Well, that's true. That's, that's the reason for forgetting. But as I say, this is a timing of convenient forgetting. Convenient forgetting. What do I mean by convenient forgetting? I mean that There are also people who, eh, you know, if you contact them, you're going to have to talk about that time that you didn't do this or you didn't do that. Or you're going to have to explain why you didn't call them for their birthday when you always used to call them for the birthday. Or you're going to have to explain why – You and your partner had that party that they weren't invited to, that maybe they might have taken offense to, or maybe... So these are, like, convenient forgetting. Convenient, like, Mm. ah, you know, well, uh, you know, yeah, I'll get around to that. I'll get around to that. But one of the reasons you keep saying, I'll get around to it, is you don't really want to face up to it. And that's because you have regrets, or you have things that you, you haven't forgiven yourself about, or forgiven the other person about. And Maury, of course, when he was dying timing took on a whole new purpose. Timing was way way different. There was no time like the present for certain acts and the future did not matter at all for other acts. Mm -hmm. Here is what he said about those regrets.
1: Don't get stuck on your regrets about what the things were that could have been different. It's all water under the bridge. So just leave it what it was. Forgive yourself and go on. Mm -hmm. If you get stuck in the past with all these unachieved or regretted things, you'll only be miserable.
2: The same goes for letting go the regrets or the issues that you have with other people. Don't let that be the reason that you don't get in touch with them. Don't let the fear of, now I'm gonna have to address this thing or that thing, Mm. be the reason you don't get in touch or you will find yourself on the wrong end of a calendar saying, ah, I never address. And then that thing goes from being a small temporary thing to a large permanent thing. Because now you can't address it. You can't really fix it. You can't do anything about it. So it's very simple. Treat your friends, your loved ones, your former loved ones, your family members, whoever the case may be. Treat them the way you would treat your hair appointments, your car appointments, your doctor's physicals, the annual Christmas party, or whatever, you know, certain things that you just don't miss each year and you kind of know are going to be on the calendar. Do the same for the people in your life. Make that call. Mm-hmm conversely, to my situation, uh, it just so happened over the weekend, I called a, uh, she's not technically a relative of, of mine, but we call her an aunt, you know, one of those kind of relatives that oh, we, yeah, I, I, love those. I didn't uh-huh. know that, I didn't know for decades that there wasn't really a bloodline, you know, but my parents would say, call her aunt, You call her aunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. called her up. She was 90 years old. I probably hadn't spoken mm. to her in, in three or four years, or at least Well, at least two or three years. Uh, And she was so happy to hear from me. And I was so happy to hear from her. And it just was a spur of the moment like, hey, I got a minute here. I just saw her name or saw a name that reminded me of her name. Picked up the phone call, made the call. We had a delightful call for a half hour. I felt like so renewed when I was done. Like, Uh. wow, I regained somebody in my life, you know, and all it took was a half an hour's phone call. So, yeah. you know, make if you make those calls and you make them consistent, you'd be surprised. Even if you call twice a year, compared to how everybody else does it, twice a year is a lot, and, 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 oh, yeah. and you can feel current with people. And I always say, when it comes to Tuesdays with Maury, you know, sometimes people give me credit for going to see Maury every week for, you know, it amounted to 16 or 17 weeks. Uh And they let me off the hook for not having gone and seen him in 16 years between college Mm -hmm. and when I saw him again. And I always say I would have been a better friend to him if I had seen him every year for 16 years than seeing him 16 straight Tuesdays when he was dying. You know, Mm -hmm. Maury appreciated that I came and spent time with him while he was dying, but I could tell there was a sense of regret like that I, I hadn't been around when he was well. You know, I hadn't been able to enjoy him post when we were a professor and student together. You know, but in all the decades that followed, I I didn't just be able to come and go have lunch with him at a restaurant. You know, all the time I spent with Maury, we never left the house. We never left the house. So this is something we need to take action on now. Do not wait. Do not let time pass. Do not let that voice inside of you that says it's okay, we don't have to do this now, you do it next week, nobody's gonna know the difference, do it next month, do it next year. As Maury says, now's the time.
1: You can do it right now, right. and to start doing it, you'll get into the habit of doing it. If you keep postponing it for some future day, right. you could forget about it. Right. So, well, that's it's right. a simple lesson. People don't learn it because their head is preoccupied with all kind of stuff that is not related to this at all.
2: And that is probably finally the biggest reason that we don't do the keeping up that we ought to do because our brains are preoccupied with all kinds of other stuff. Think of how much time you've spent in your life saying, is that thing on Netflix or Hulu? Yeah. Is that thing on uh, Showtime or uh, Amazon? Let's check. Chick, 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 yep. chick, 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 chick. chick. Press, 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 press. I can't find it. It's not on Amazon or or Hulu. What did you try? Did you try uh, HBO Max? Oh yeah, let me try HBO Max. Oh, no, it's not on there. Oh, I know, it's on the Paramount Network. Oh, let's go on there. And think about all this time that you're spending. Think about how regularly you do that in your life because you want to watch television. Wouldn't it be better if we use some of that time to regularly go and visit these people in our lives, who have, especially the mm-hmm. ones that have been our, our, our mentors, our teachers, our, our people of influence, it would be so much better to just go with a tape recorder or whatever and go spend time there than to argue over, uh, and and, and, well, let's flip through 30,000 Netflix options here and see what we're going to watch tonight. And yet we do that all the time and we let other people go. Don't forget the people in your life. Don't put it off. Don't wait months or years to say something to somebody who matters to you now. If this program does any good, as we're closing it now, as soon as you hear the last notes of the little music that plays underneath, pick up the phone and go call somebody you haven't called in a long time and tell them, hey, I just wanted to tell you I love you, I'm thinking about you. Today, I was on a call with someone who, ironically, is about the age of my friend who passed away. We were talking about some business. And at the end of the call, he said, all right, I'll see you later. And I said to him, hey, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you, but every time you call me, my day is better as a result of you calling me. I always Aww. like hearing your voice, and we always have a lot of laughs on the phone, and I hang up, I always feel like a little bit better that I spoke to you. And if I never told yeah. you that, I want you to know that. And he got very emotional about it, you know, and say, you know, and you could tell it meant a big deal to him. But I only did it because I'm in the throes of my regret what i didn't do with someone else well learn from my regret learn from your regrets learn from the lessons of omission and make those moves to speak to to visit to be in the lives of the people you love Mm -hmm. now when they're okay and healthy enough to reciprocate with you yeah not at the end when you know their eyes are closed and you're going into a hospital room with beeping monitors and You're trying to pay respects. Paying respects is fine, but it's not as good as straight friendship, you know.
0: Yep. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that, Mitch.
2: Well, there's always something good about it. It's a lesson that I can share with other people. It's a lesson that Maury taught me, and I'm just reiterating it, and uh, hopefully it's a lesson that will catch those of you who are listening before you find yourself in the awkward position of wishing that you had be able to turn back the clock on the timing of convenient forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. We do this every week, and we're glad that you're here joining us uh, for it. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, check out our website at wetuesdaypeople.com. You can see all previous archive shows there and different topics. You can get involved in discussion groups and chats and the like. Lisa Goetz produces this program as always. Thank you, Lisa. And until we speak again, on behalf of our program and our staff, and especially my old professor, I'm Mitch saying, see you next Tuesday.
0: Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.